Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Muting. So I'm just becoming aware of this. Sean and Joe told me this. So the Supreme Court is up and running today and we get to listen in. What's the story? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because they're not going to be able to open to human beings sitting there listening. And, you know, our court system is sacredly open. But the Supreme Court's not, though. Well, it is. We There's... don't usually get to to listen to their arguments. No, what I'm saying is. It has to be witnessed by humans, by citizens, and normally that's in person. But because they can't do it in person, now they're opening it up to an audio feed, I guess, which is that's, super cool. Yeah, it's extraordinary to me that they would make that leap, though, because that's the, that is a, a, a particular point that has been debated forever, well, since uh, since modern media, but it's been debated for a long time, whether or not they should have cameras or microphones in the courtroom, and you know, so far they've decided no. To all of a sudden make that huge leap out of this is surprising to me. 
Yeah, but uh, I love it. Uh, and uh, has it begun yet? Allegedly, it began, you know, moments ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you want to hear hear what? Uh, are, is this going to be some sort of prank, Sean? Because I'm not in the mood. No, no. I'm it's, not as you can see, as you can see, I'm sitting here in my robe. I'm taking this very seriously. <laughs> And that's yeah. true, even though nobody refers to it. Uh, this appears to be Erica Ross, assistant to um, the, the U.S. Solicitor here, General. Do we know what this Thank case you, is? Uh, hey, turn it down for a second. This is going to make me insane. Do we know what uh, case they're talking about? Madison versus Marbury. Uh, Shut up. Oral <laughs> argument for U.S. Patent and Trademark <laughs> Office versus Booking.com. Oh, that's a hot one. <laughs> uh, here's that's Chief. a great booking case. Uh, they changed the graphic. Looks like Chief Justice Roberts is now talking. Uh, that is similar to, for one eight hundred plumbing, which is a registered. Hey, buy, buy an ad, sir. <laughs> so, Justice Thomas, under the Federal Circuit's decisions, yes, it could. Um, those decisions, I think, may are, are sort of debatable under Goodyear and the principles that we think control here. But the Federal Circuit, uh, the PTO, rather, does follow those decisions because of the right of direct appeal to. Uh, the federal circuit from PTO. Did Justice now, Thomas just ask a question? That, just going to say, we dip in out of nowhere, and, and Clarence Thomas, who never asks questions, is in the middle of a question? To monopolize booking on the internet because of the fact that longer domain names of respondents' competitors, like ebooking.com and hotelbooking.com, <laughs> can include booking.com. Wow. That is not as obviously true of something like 1 800 booking. Well, the. Um, the the, that 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 could be true, but uh, the I'd like you to um, compare this to Goodyear. In Goodyear, you had a generic term, but you also had an, uh, added a term such as company or ink, which any company could use. Now, with uh, booking here, there can only be one uh, uh, domain address dot com. So this would seem to be more. This made it to the to Supreme the Court. Numbers, which are also individualized. You, you got governors like sh- shredding the Constitution and locking people in their homes. You have millions of illegals in the country, and you can't boot them out. <laughs> and what they're arguing about at the Supreme Court is whether or not Booking. dot com can have their own website or something. I don't know. Actually, um, argue that every domain name should get a trademark, as I think would be the consequence of Your Honor's position there. Um, I think the reason that respondent doesn't do that again is because if that's good for respondent, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What's a website? Oh, stop it! The risk of confusion analysis on the back end would also have oh, to. Oh boy! Account All for right, I don't know. I, so, I thought I would be fascinated by this, but it's it's an arcane case about copyrighted website addresses. I will I will log some time with this later today, though, because just nobody's ever heard this. Nobody has ever, unless you've had the chance to sit in. You think Tim Sandifer's got popcorn just Oh, oh yeah. that's oh, a yeah. great point. Yeah. Um, nobody's <laughs> well, ever wait a second. I've, this. No, that's not true. I've I've heard multiple uh, Supreme Court arguments. Maybe not live. I've I've heard I've heard on a number of occasions them uh, grilling the attorneys. I I can't remember the context. Well, I don't remember ever hearing it. They have microphones in there and then air it later. Uh, well, yeah, there are transcripts. Uh, I yeah. don't, I don't know precisely how it works, but I know I've heard them, hmm. you know, grilling. Maybe it was what was the case? Ah, it doesn't matter. I'll look it up. But, um, but I wonder if this is a, if, if this is a leap toward we always get to hear these. 
I wonder what the rationale will be for ending it. Well, yeah, exactly. That's I, I don't what I mean. think you're going to have, I mean, for instance, listen to that case. What, are you going to have the lawyers grandstanding like they did at the OJ trial and Judge Ito getting all wacky? And, in no, the, that's not going to happen. Not in this one, but in some of your big ones you would. If the nation was tuned in for a gay marriage, you know, is gay marriage going to become legal or that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, There'd be grandstanding, but keep in mind the soups are not Judge Ito. But if they would slap that down in a hurry. If they're allowing this to happen, I think your argument for this destroys our ability to function goes away. I'm surprised they allowed this to happen and that they just didn't get some people in there with, you know, masks and a glass in front of them to observe as usual. Maybe full uh, scuba gear. Exactly. I don't know. Something. Well, that's, I'm glad they did. More transparency is better, and I don't think oh, it'll go Ginsburg sideways. Talking. You want to eat? Oh, boy. Already registered marks would be subject to cancellation. I take it there are dozens of dot-coms that have been registered. Is that so? Yes, there are many dot-coms, Granny. um, I think respondents suggest that there are far more than there actually are, if I could make just a few points on this. The first is that um, the TTAB, which is how the PTO speaks precedentially, has been consistent on this point, and the examiner decisions in our appendix as well the courts of appeals other than the court below. So by and large, um, our rule is being followed out in the world, so I don't think that there is going to be this huge change. Boring.com. <laughs> Good one, Joe. Boring.com. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And that, dot com. Lo- that lawyer sounds to be roughly 60 years younger than most of the justices. She yeah, sounds like sure. she's about 20. Um, uh, see, I told you Ruth Bader Ginsburg had heard of the internet. Speaking of old people, so they did a poll of Democrats on who they want to be Joe Biden's vice presidential running mate, and uh, far away, standing out from the crowd, as a choice. I mean, it's not even close. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Elizabeth Warren! Oh, Circle our wagons. Native American. Yes, our first woman of color vice presidential <laughs> candidate. According to Harvard... Uh, so the question of Biden should consider for, for VP, and I think you could choose more than one. Um, Elizabeth Warren, well ahead of everybody else, at 71% of Democratic respondents said she should be considered, followed by Elizabeth Harris, which sounds, or, I'm sorry, Kamala Harris, which sounds oh. crazy to me. Oh, wow. I think she'd be a liability, and you'd have to worry every day about her getting him into some sort of jackpot that he's got to, you know, explain his way out of. Well, and it just turns out she's utterly unappealing. Yeah. Nobody likes her. Anyway. I hate to say that. We can't all be the popular boy or girl, but she ain't. And then the other way they ask the question, Biden should pick for VP. Democratic registered voters also with double the second place number, Elizabeth Warren at 36, followed by Kamala Harris at 19. Wow. I'm really surprised. I mean, she... She she does have that attack dog wag her finger in your face, but she's got, I don't know, I don't know. She's usually good for the first three minutes of that. And then she just it gets all gripey and inauthentic and unappealing and turns out that she's a hypocrite anyway. And she's one of those people. She's a great first interview. You have to keep in mind that she came to prominence in the mobbed-up one-party world of California politics with some very powerful patrons. If she had to rise up democratically, pardon the expression, 
Uh, she never would have gotten where she was. Both polls, third place, Stacey Abrams, who ran and lost in Georgia. So there you go. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, one, two, three in both of those polls. Um, if Biden goes with that, you would obviously have an all-white ticket, although you would have a woman on there, which would be historic, and uh, two people in their 70s. Yeah, see, that's a, that's uh, the conventional wisdom, which is probably not worth a single crap, uh, is that you're not going to have another septuagenarian on the ticket. I that think, just does not look good. I think if I'm running for president and I want somebody out there who can just hammer and say harsh things about my opponent, Elizabeth Warren is my girl. She's pretty good at that. Yeah, and she's a youthful 70. I will grant you that. She'd be a fabulous attack dog. Um uh, really, really uh, wield that uh, war hammer, that hatchet. Right. Anyway, um, b- but uh, it is virtually guaranteed. It's as close as can be to guaranteed. If Biden were the president, he'd be a one par- one uh, term guy. I'm not sure he can make it to November and convince people he has his faculties, but hundred percent sure in my own mind he would be a one term guy. So the Veep is extra important. I just don't know he wants to go with a seventy year old. Mm. I mean, 70, Jack. I know. I know. 70. I know. I saw Justin Amash. You can run for president if you're 35. This Amash dude is running as the libertarian guy. He's 40. Yeah. And I was I was thinking about that this. sounds so awesome. He's almost 40 years younger than uh, than Biden. Yeah. Which is just incredible. He's almost half the age of Biden at 40. You're not a child at 40. <laughs> so that is really amazing. Well, anyway. you know, if he's uh, in a, a family that tends to have children young, he could easily be his great-grandfather. Oh, sure. Biden could be Amash's great-grandfather. Um, uh, Rural counties or just some Wait cities and states? 20 years, it'd be his dad. 40 years, it'd be his granddad. Yeah, so probably his granddad. Sorry. Uh, Unless, you know, they're having kids at 13, which happens. Governors at odds with various counties and uh, City councils and that sort of stuff. We got more on that story. I've got 18 things you can do every day to make yourself feel younger. <laughs> huh? That's it's too many. Do so I have many to things? do all of them? Too many things to make me feel younger. Can you come, up with, a tight, can you come up with a tight four yeah, to make me exactly. feel younger? Yeah, give me the top four. I see. Oh, have a it, glass of wines on the list, so you're already doing Oh, that. please. Wait a minute. I, I like this list more and more. <laughs> Plus the curious case of Governor Kate Brown of Oregon. Oh. What's she thinking? And we should re-get uh, into the murder hornet story if you haven't heard that. Holy cow. Armstrong and Getty. What do you need, dude? Sorry, I didn't mean to run into your house. Who the f*** are you? Robbie. Somebody's got the fast cool, dude. Yo, for real. I am not joking, dude. I know, I see the light. And I have to explain to me what I was listening to there, Michael. What, what, what did I just hear there? That's one of those doorbells, you know, like the ring systems that you can, buy, you can put on your doorstep and watch for intruders. Yes. So, guy was out. On, out somewhere away from home and somebody showed up at his house and he talked to him and uh, he got the alert and berated the alert. him yes yeah that's some good berating i'd have had more threats mixed in there but i don't know and what did he say my to personal him? style 
just ask who he was. You know, what, what are you doing there? And the guy realized that he was on. You know, got caught, and they, they went running off. I'm going to release some murder hornets. Mm. You don't get away from my home. Mm. That's the thing about the ring doorbell, though. I've no, you know, even if you can talk to him, what are you going to do? I mean, you're just going to watch somebody. I, just, just, release the hounds. <laughs> exactly. I am two blocks away. I have a shotgun. I'm on my way. Well, they 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 don't know if you're in the house or if you're sure. viewing on your cell phone. It's right. just a way. Hey, we can see you, idiot, and you can right. you know do some play. Hey, honey, get the gun. Right? You can you can play those sort no, of mind games. No, the game. bigger gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for the emergencies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there's just the general. Oh, oh, I'm I'm being watched. I got to get go. out of here now. Sure. Oh, that's yeah, that's enough. I love so that. we've got an update on Kim Jong-un. He resurfaced over the weekend. What? Yeah. I missed that. Just believe in whatever you see on the news, huh? Um, so first there was a picture of him at a rib- ribbon cutting at some factory. And then, of course, oh. the problem was that could have been from six months ago or a year ago or whatever. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, but then then uh, the, the more stuff came out over the weekend that uh, it still could be old footage, but most people seem to believe it's true. And uh, this nugget, Kim Jong-un resurfaces on state media with mysterious mark on wrist. Yes. This reminds me of Hillary's catheter. <laughs> the portly 38-year-old dictator sported a new mysterious mark on his wrist in his first public appearance in three weeks. According to intelligence in the U.K., you got a, a little heart tat. He's got a new girlfriend. A U.S. medical professional told um, uh, North Korea News that the mark might be a scar from recent cardiovascular procedure. Did they do that? They go in through your wrist? I didn't know that. Possibly a right radial artery puncture, which is performed to get a blood sample for analysis. As we know, everyone was speculating as to what had happened to Kim because he had disappeared for a while. He does come from a family with a history of heart disease. Both his dad and granddad died of heart attacks. And he is heavy. He's over 300 pounds at 5'6". Ooh, wow, that's a big boy. Five six three hundred is big. He also chain smokes, burning through a reported four packs a day. So your dad and granddad died of a heart attack. You're five six three hundred pounds, and you smoke four packs a day. <laughs> I don't like his chances much. Although, oh man, I have some interesting stuff on smoking in the COVID. That's just crazy. But uh, hang on, before we get to that, much more important is to calculate Kim Jong Un's BMI. Okay, I've got, I got, I got one more thing on this news while you're doing that. While you're doing I'm, that, I'm already there. Forty-eight point four, which puts him at uh, morbidly obese, definitely. Oh yeah, he's way crazy unhealthy. So as recently as Friday, a North Korean defector said he was ninety-nine percent sure that Kim was dead. Uh, also, the some Japanese magazine said uh, Kim was in a vegetative state. One Chinese medic told the Japanese magazine, a Japanese magazine, that Kim had clutched his chest and fell to the ground on a visit to a countryside earlier this month. That's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. A doctor performed CPR and took him to a nearby hospital, and now he's better. That That's very possible. Uh, it's also possible he was just hunkered down. Uh, during the coronavirus, and wondered who would pop up, and then he would have them executed by dog or murder or a murder hornet. Sure, yeah. Well, that's where they're from, Asia. So he's got a mark on his wrist. He's got a red mark on his wrist. That's pretty clear in the photo, by the way. Something happened with his wrist. It's a heart tat, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. He kidnapped some new girlfriend. He's really enamored with her. Speaking of dictators, Governor Kate Brown of Oregon has extended the state of emergency to July the 6th. Well, that's reasonable. 
July? Since they had 10,000 deaths in Oregon? Exactly. 50,000 cases? Absolutely tragic. Actually, I, I had just clicked away from that to check a, a different figure. Oregon has had a total of, scanning down, scanning down, uh, 108 deaths. Roughly, because we don't have the, the latest figures. They're peaked to, the total is going to be 128. In the entire state of Oregon, 128. And she's doubled down and declared the state of emergency will go through July 6th. And your barbershop can't be open until after the 4th of July. That's crazy. Oh, is that right? Well, I don't know. Is that what That's... clamp down means? Is that what the... the well, no, spoke? not exactly. There are some ins and outs to it. We'll get to that in a okay. second. But it's just, it, it's craziness. Armstrong and Getty. Our governor should have fought beside us. He should have fought against this national narrative. Instead, the first time we heard from our governor was yesterday, last night, when he had someone from his office call us and tell us, your beaches are closed. That's Will O'Neill. He's the mayor of Newport Beach in California. Now, that's from Tucker Carlson on Friday night, if you remember the drama. So last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, there were 80-some thousand people on uh, beaches in Orange County. And then um, Gavin Newsom, the governor of the biggest state, saw that and was angry that people weren't following his order. Oh, that's right. I decided I was going to start calling him Adolph Newsom. So Adolph Newsom saw that. And was angry that people weren't following his directives and uh, and said, nope, you're not going to go on the beaches. The virus doesn't care about your tan, said Adolf Newsom. And I just um, I, I think that undermines your argument. And so then the city council uh, voted on Thursday and said, no, we're going to leave our beaches open. And then Adolf Newsom said, no, you're not. I'm in charge here. And uh, and and said, you see, no, Hitler you know, attempted to subjugate all of Europe, and and, and that's what's going to happen next with Adolf Newsom. <laughs> you think he's going to invade Czechoslovakia? This is just the beginning. Yeah, oh yeah, he's got his eyes on Poland, <laughs> Nazi Germany. I I just, just, I'm not sure. I well, um. <laughs> so where was I? Oh, so Adolf Newsom. Then uh, over the weekend, he does clamp down and threatens him enough. Apparently, that there was law enforcement out there and scared off the city councils and the counties and that sort of stuff, and uh, law enforcement. Kept, kept people off the beaches more or less. But um, to give you a little idea of, of the argument from the mayor there in Newport Beach, what he was arguing for, here's a little more of Mr. O'Neill on Tucker Carlson from Friday night. Governor Gavin Newsom closed 43 miles of Orange County beaches, not because of data, but because of politics. And how do I know that? Because here's the data. Orange County has 3.2 million people who live here. It's bigger than 22 states, bigger than states like Nevada, Mississippi, Iowa. And of all of those people, we've lost 50 people to this virus. That's 0.001% of our population. In our local hospital, we have 475 beds. They have never treated more than 25 people at any given time. And yesterday, they had nine people that they were treating, and only 1% of their ventilators were being used. Oh my gosh. And this beach closure idea to keep people safe It's been tried in Los Angeles County. They have closed their beaches up there for over 30 days now. And the the results just haven't borne out. 
Every single city that is along the coast in Los Angeles has a higher per capita COVID rate than every open beach community in Orange County. So that's not, uh, you know, if you've been following the media narrative, that's not some Confederate flag-waving, gun-toting, talking-about-5G weirdo at a protest. That's some pretty sound reasoning right there. I would say it's inescapable. How, how do you justify an increase in parking tickets in that environment, much less emergency powers banning people from leaving their homes and going to the beach and the rest of it? It's it's. I would call it ludicrous, except that it's scary. Ask Adolf Newsom. All right, with that. Uh, so that that's good. Is that the the last tape of the dude, or do we have one more? Because I'm I'm loving the cut of his jib. What do you think? I think that'll do the trick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what. Um, that's some good stuff. I, and I thought that was fantastic. And 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 I haven't heard. Uh, I think you were talking about this last week. It just. They need to do a better job. If you've got a logical argument against that, Gavin Newsom, well, then let's hear your logical argument against his logical argument. And then, you know, we'll see where we are. But just a, no, you're not, (laughs) screaming and yelling and lecturing. Yeah, Um, the existence of the COVID-19 somewhere doesn't mean you have dictatorial powers. Oh, speaking of which, the governor of Oregon, and this is not surprising at all because she's way left, is off the rails and has extended the state of emergency through July. I think it's the 7th. More on that in a moment or two. But we just played you a tape of a, a guy uh, seeing somebody on his uh, his doorstep and yelling at him and, and, and making the guy run away so there wasn't a break-in. Well, our friends at Simply Safe who are called the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. They have everything you need for state-of-the-art security, including the doorbell alerts and, and cameras and motion sensors and everything you need. I don't know if this simply say would work on murder hornets. Do you think it would work on murder hornets? I'd have to study the question. Yeah, certainly work on everything else. And again, best overall home security, according to U.S. News and World Report. So here's the the cool part to me. You ordered online, you set it up yourself in under an hour, and then that's you're done. Uh, just 50 cents a day, roughly. No long contract that you're locked into. And I love the setting it up yourself. Uh, just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, and you get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. I don't know why you wouldn't try it. Simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Do it today, please. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Look right behind you on the TV there, Sean. Murder hornets. <clears throat> huh? You looked at those things up close? Like things are frightening. Hummingbird with a stinger. They're about the size of a house cat. <laughs> and they, oh, and, they right. and they carry a knife. Here we go. <laughs> Murder hornets. They're gigantic Asian hornets, which have been discovered on our shores, Jack, in the Northwest. They're big as a dang hummingbird. They will sting. Their sting is said to feel like having molten metal injected into your flesh. But the name murder hornets, it's because they murder other bees. That's it, right? They're not murdering people. So far, (laughs) once they get to taste the human, then... Mm-hmm. So, oh, they, yeah. so they, they, they've got mighty serrated jaws that rip the heads off the humble honeybee, our friend the honeybee. Yeah, so, so they rip their head off, pull out their thorax, and take it and feed it to their kids. Yeah. That's like Alex Jones it's like was Genghis talking Khan. About. Right, or Alex Jones. There was a guy who had a uh, kind of a, a, a hit show for a while where essentially he was just getting bit. His bit was, I will get bit and stung by various insects and you will watch me react to it and we can kind of study the things and i watched his episode on getting stung by one of these things and now granted it's his job to make these things not look pleasant 
but it did not look pleasant. And they, that thing <laughs> swole up almost oh. instantaneously. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He was squirming and crying. And, ah, this is the worst thing. You don't want this. So we got to catch him. We got to kill him. And funny. then we got to build a wall and make uh, uh, arachnids pay for it. <laughs> And the spiders will pay for it. <laughs> Somehow, my uh, son, my fourth grader, Sam, brought up killer bees. Maybe he heard about the murder hornets. And I said, when I was your age, killer bees were all the rage. I said, you can't even believe how when I was 10, uh, killer bees, oh, they were crossing over from Mexico. and they were gonna ru- There were movies and songs, and it was just a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, the murder hornets, but how come it's never an invasion of, like, massage hornets to land on your neck and give you a, a gentle kneading of your muscles? It's always something horrifying. Wouldn't that be lovely? All right, now we're going to have to put off Kate Brown for oh, another no. segment with your murder hornet talk. Well, looking up at the today shows of the world, murder hornets are getting a lot of coverage. Yeah, well, they're seriously. gruesome looking. Oh, they're 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 huge. They decimate honeybee colonies, and if they sting you, you'll wish you were dead. So, yeah, we don't want them here. Uh, what what do I use to kill them? Raid, or I hit them with a tennis racket, or actually, the experts say if you see one, run for your life. <laughs> so that's run for your life. Yes, tennis racket. You're just going to make them mad. No, a tennis racket's the perfect tool for dispatching an insect because it doesn't create the air currents that warn them, and then they fly out of the way. Oh, you, you catch them unaware. But won't they just go through the hole? And then, and then, and then. Generally, you catch them broadside. Okay. I mean, you hope to anyway. Oh, I'm anyway. looking at one of these up on TV. It's got that's some pinchers he's got on the front of his face there. Yeah, that's how he rips the bees' heads off. Murderous. <laughs> Anyway, Oregon Governor Kate Brown. They go Brown, for your eyes is what I understand. Right oh, for your stop eyes. It. Uh, has uh, extended the state of emergency to July 6th. We will examine that incredibly questionable decision next. Armstrong and Getty. Show. By the way, we got a whole bunch of these texts. Every Supreme Court case that's been argued has been recorded and is available going back to the 60s on like 50 different websites. So what we were claiming was exciting is not the least bit exciting. <laughs> so there you go. That's it. It's live. Live. Whatever. Uncensored. Question. <laughs> and that is if passing off another service is as. Your service. Is this live? This is, is what you're really concerned live. about. Riveting. Access. Why doesn't unfair competition law so apparently afford you The fact that it's live is unique, but other than that, it's usually available protection. like the next day and yeah. has been for so, 50 mainly, years. So. Um, I'm down with RBG. Yeah, you, you know, know me. <laughs> All right, turn it off. So uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown held a press conference <clears throat> on Friday extending Oregon's state of emergency to July the 6th. In response to the coronavirus outbreak. Now, That's the longest of anybody in the country, isn't it? To clarify, the new executive order gives the governor the legal authority to maintain the orders she's issued thus far, including the stay-at-home order, a moratorium on residential and commercial evictions, and other financial stimulus measures, and issue new ones as she sees fit. Also, lift them as she sees fit. For instance, that's already happened with non-urgent medical procedures, which is very smart because there are people who are not getting cancer tests and, and, and getting painful problems taken care of and a hundred different things. So that was smart. But the idea that the governor 
would extend her own emergency powers for another two months is extraordinary. And if you don't get why that's scary, you're a fool, especially given Oregon's current rate of around two deaths per day, which is projected to be one within a couple of days and zero by May the 17th. Now, the range is zero to three, but according to the model most people look at, they're expecting zero deaths per day in about a week and a half. But the the power to the emergency powers to do anything she wants by fiat, it's so it's so intoxicating, so delicious for a progressive. Because you remember that's at the heart of progressive politics. The government should be able to do anything the government says it should be able to do. If you get elected and you want to refashion society, you should be able to do that. That's the heart of progressivism. And this is just insane. This is scary to me. Emergency powers through the first week of July? On what basis? You got no cases. That was not an attempt at rapping either. That was an unintentional rhyme. It's crazy. I'm really happy to see, though, in various states uh, around the country... Not only governors who who are much more circumspect in exercising their powers, but various cities and, and uh, counties saying to their governors, "Wait a minute, you're blanket restriction. You don't know what's going on here. We're fine." Like uh, you know, the Newport Beach guy, the Modoc County in which is a rural, like northeastern county in. Uh, California is completely landlocked. I mean, picture northeastern California. Uh, it's hilarious. One of the big, I think it was CBS News, had the story about uh, Modoc County, or it might have been CNN, come to think of it. Um, and, and the big illustration, the picture at the front of the story was somebody surfing. Now, I'm not sure how you're surfing in Modoc County, but congratulations, you're good at it. Um, <laughs> the surf is not up in Modoc County, I guarantee you. But, yeah, the progressives who have used this as an excuse to to take hold of all the reins of government and, you know, outside the constitutions of their state, just change things. I mean, like Kate Brown, her, her statement says that she can, uh, you know, have a moratorium on evictions. Through July and and new financial stimulus measures and the rest of it, as she sees fit outside of the legislature. Why are you going outside the legislature through July? That's insane. And, of course, you know, the the people of Portland are probably more or less okay with it because they're used to their progressive overlords uh, trying to build a utopia. But, man, eastern Oregon's, well, central and eastern Oregon's just got to be going nuts. I saw a sign over the weekend. I wish I remembered how it was worded exactly. Uh, it was from one of the protests. So the prisoners get out, but I'm still imprisoned from opening my business. It was worded better than that. Yeah. But, uh, you right. know, the irony of that, and I understand the, 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 the logic behind it, but the fact that I have a business and the government says I can't run it, you're a convicted criminal who hasn't served their sentences, you're out and free to live your life, I can't run my business is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, back to Oregon, very briefly, they've had a total of 110 deaths, as far as we can tell. That is the grand total. And then you might find it interesting, speaking of restrictions and that sort of thing, in my county, there are still a total of eight deaths. Um, And that's been true for about a week now or, or even more. 
Um, one of those deaths has been under the age of 65. One. And there are still uh, huge restrictions on place and uh, doing businesses. I'm sorry, you know, restrictions on doing business. When, you know, virtually every business owner I've spoken to says, look, we understand what this thing is and what sensible precautions are. We just got to open our damn businesses. You know, whoever, whichever governor can hear my voice or whoever is listening and is subject to one of these all-powerful governors, open your damned businesses. Um, Have you ever been to a swingers club? (laughs) Can't say as I have. My understanding, I don't have to answer that because I'm technically at work. Hmm. It's so is that, true. is that in the uh, code of conduct somewhere? You can't be questioned about your sexual proclivities. Do I need to give any background before we play this, or should I fill it in afterwards, Michael? Fill it in afterwards. Okay. Can we can we hear this, Sean? Get out of the house. It's time to go, or you will be arrested. You can stay all night. This is a slumber party. Take him. For what? What is the charge? You know, there's nothing wrong with what we do. I don't know what the problem. Markham has with us. No reasonable person would believe that that's a residence. You got a pole for pole dancing. It's outfitted with multiple beds. So here you got this town in Illinois, Markham, Illinois, and the mayor has been working to close some uh, various businesses, including this adult swingers club that has been around for more than 30 years. Uh, The club called Couples Choice. Um... The the mayor claimed it was operating as an illegal business. Before the pandemic hit, the club may have uh, closed, but the parties didn't stop, and they're still partying there. And the mayor's trying to shut it down. As you heard that one guy say, it's a slumber party. We're adults having a slumber party. Right. No and reasonable person would believe that's a home. So and were they trying outfitted to fitted with a pole, a stripper pole, and multiple beds? Um, I have multiple beds in my home. Most people do. So were they trying to use a loophole of no 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 this is this is just a residence people are just staying here? Well, it's not a business. Nobody is nobody's charging anybody. Nobody's making any money. It's just a place people meet. Pay for it in one way or another. <laughs> With chlamydia or your conscience, <laughs> one way or the other. God Mark will judge you fairly, or chlamydia. Fairly easy drive from where I grew up. Okay, swinger yeah, right down the road from where my wife grew up. Swinger well. country. Yeah, I wish I'd heard of it at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're trying to work that through, legally speaking. The so it's sexy, not a business. Sexy if, suburbs of Chicago. Well, it's not a business if nobody's charging anybody or making any money. It's a clubhouse. It's like a, it's like a place where you'd have Boy Scout meetings or something, right? Sure. Right. It's a little like that with more genitals. Swingers. Um, yeah, I know. I'm guessing I, there's a lot of dudes and not many women, and the women are weirdos. That's well, it guessing. depends. Couples choice. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's only, couples only. All right. I've heard of a, most clubs are like that. Most swingers club. A, a buddy of mine who hit one once or twice. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Uh, he and his gal pal, they decided they, they wanted to at least try it. And uh, you got your couples. And it's only couples allowed. Single guys wouldn't be allowed. Otherwise, it just right. it'd look like a football <laughs> locker room. It'd look but like every bar. And hey. You, and the the single woman who shows up and is up for that, they call them unicorns. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Just doesn't sound that sexy to me. Anyway, glad they got that worked out. Or I hope they do get it worked out. Yeah, I guess. 
I guess. Um, so uh, various progressive uh, groups are taking this opportunity to push through, or have pushed through some things they wanted to get through for a long time, and are hoping that they stick around for a long time. Things like uh, there are homeless people with roofs over their heads. There are kids getting thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of you know Chromebooks and Internet stuff. Um, uh, a whole bunch of different things that have pushed through. And the New York Times took a look at that, and maybe we'll hit on that. That's yeah, they not, are, as the uh, saying goes, not letting a crisis go to waste, obviously. That's assuming you're not killed by a murder hornet between now and the next segment. Oh, and hey, if you need to uh, negotiate some bills, maybe your business has been decimated by your governor's stay-at-home orders, uh, some really good advice on how to negotiate bills if you get the next hour of the show. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 